0: You're listening to the Wobcast with the one and only, the legendary, insurmountable Wobby. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's another edition of the Wobcast. I'm your host, Mike Wobshell, coming to you from TCO Performance Center and the TCO Studios in Egan. Joined, as always, by co-host and producer, Chris Corso. This is the season-ending and off-season-beginning Episode of the Wobcast. We have a lot to get to, and that's going to include a conversation with Viking superfan and professional comedian Cy Amundsen. You may know him from his work at Comedy Central and some other projects that he does. He has his own podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Cy Amundsen. A conversation with Cy coming up here in a minute. We're also going to uh, get to the schedule of off-season events and talk about Wild Card Weekend playoffs. First, I'm going to welcome in Chris Corso. What up, Chrissy? How you doing, man?
1: Sai did a pretty good job of like making me feel a little a little bit better about the Viking
0: season. <laughs> it's, it's a roller coaster conversation with Side. Yeah, he's yeah. he
1: is a he is definitely a comedian and he knows how to make you laugh. Yeah. So you will certainly enjoy that in a somber time here.
0: Yeah, so fans. we encourage you to go to the website and. Click around because you'll find good articles written by Lindsey, Craig, and Eric, and also you'll see Mike Zimmer's end of the season press conference, which he had on Thursday at TCO Performance Center. So make sure you check all of that stuff out if you haven't already. Um, before we get to our conversation with Cy Chris, let's talk very quickly about Wild Card Weekend and what you think is going to happen. Okay, there are four games. Yep. So I'm going to run through each of the four games, and we'll offer our opinions on what we think is going to happen. We'll start with the first game, which is Indianapolis at Tennessee. That game's on ESPN, and it's Saturday afternoon. What do you think?
1: I am a big believer in
0: the Colts. Me too.
1: Big believer in the Colts. Oh, no, you said Indianapolis at Tennessee. It's Indianapolis at Oh, Houston. At Houston. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Indy
0: at Houston. Yep. Kicks things off on Wild Card Weekend. That's Saturday on ESPN. Who you got?
1: I am a big believer in Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts right now. I think their offensive line is is playing as good as any offensive line, and I think Andrew Luck is just an experienced quarterback who's ready to go. I I like the Colts. I'm
0: on the Colts. Next game, Saturday night on Fox, Seattle at Dallas. That's a really good game. Two great defenses. I'm
1: going with Russell Wilson. When there's Russell Wilson against an inexperienced quarterback, he's the guy I'm
0: going with. I'm going with the Cowboys. Dak Prescott in his last eight games, six performances of 102 passer rating or higher. That's pretty good. Ezekiel Elliott did not play in Week 17. Has not carried the ball more than 18 times in a game it's crazy. since December 9th. And Dallas's offensive line should all be playing. I went with two road teams. I right. like Dallas in this game, but Seattle is five and one against the spread against winning teams this year. Uh, let's go to Sunday. Chargers at Ravens on CBS at noon.
1: My road streak is I don't I don't know what I'm doing. Chargers, here, but I love Philip Rivers yeah. and the Chargers. I think they're they're a hot team. I know Baltimore just won that division, but I'm going with Philip Rivers. I
0: am with the Chargers as well. They are seven and one straight up on the road. They are four and one against the spread as an underdog on the road. Baltimore just four and seven against the spread as a favorite. And the Chargers averaging almost 27 points per game on the road in 2018. I think the Chargers will win that game as well. Eagles at Bears to cap wildcard weekend. Bears. That game on uh, NBC. Bears. A somber answer of Bears. Yeah, me too. Um, The Vikings did not make the playoffs, uh, which means um, their season is over. So that means we know where they pick in the draft, and we know who the Vikings play next season. So, the Vikings will pick 18th in the draft. 18th. We're not going to spend much time on that because we're going to talk about the draft ad nauseum yep. uh, in the next couple of months. But the Vikings do have the 18th pick in the draft. The Vikings' opponents for next season. Go over. At home, Chicago, Green Bay, Detroit, Philadelphia, Washington, Oakland, Denver, Atlanta. I love that home schedule. Nice home schedule. Love the home schedule. On the road, Chicago, Green Bay, Detroit. At the Giants. Okay. At the Cowboys. Yep. At the Chargers. Will that game be in London? We we don't know. At the Chiefs. Ouch! 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 Yeah. At the Chiefs. That's a tough one. At Seattle. There's those are
1: a lot of playoff teams um, from this year on that away schedule. I know not always are the playoff teams similar the year after, but um, yes, there are a lot of playoff teams
0: there. So okay. Um, Tough road schedule. It is a tough road schedule. Last thing before we get to our friend, Cy Amundson. Let's do it. A few notes or dates, I guess, to keep in mind for the offseason. Chrissy, what do you got? The
1: first big one is the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. January 26th, you'll see a lot of the top draft prospects in the, in the building there. Um, it's, it's always a good thing to watch for those real hardcore football fans who really like to go deep, into the uh, draft coverage, that'll be a good one to watch. You've been
0: there a few times. I have been there a few times. I love being down in Mobile, Alabama. Mobile. Mobile, Alabama, good place to go. The folks down there are very good with their hospitality. We will cover the Senior Bowl this year, so make sure you stay tuned to Vikings.com for that. What's next? Next is the
1: Combine. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's at Lucas Oil Stadium, where it always is. Um, February 26th through March 4th. This is for the real draft coverage. That's when draft, we'll have so much draft content on Vikings.com during that time.
0: Indianapolis, Indiana, the end of February to the early part of March. We will be there giving you wall-to-wall coverage of the 2019 NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. VEN's coverage of the Combine will be presented by who we don't know <laughs> hopefully someone someone wow. should buy that wow all right what's next
1: next one big one 2019 league year slash free agency begins on what date march 13th
0: free agency at, march at 13th
1: 3 p.m. so that's a big one that's okay. that's when free agency will begin and you'll see your vikings hopefully you pick up some good players
0: i hope so too okay. um also, the league meetings must be around that time.
1: That's right, and I think you're going to these, I right? will be going to those. March 24th through the 27th, and that's in Phoenix, okay. Arizona. All right. You'll hear the longest, probably the longest Mike Zimmer sit down with the yes. media at, at his little round table there. I think that's it's right. like 20 to 25 minutes usually. Mm-hmm. So, All right, so that's the annual league meeting. What's next? Off-season workouts. That, that will be when all the players are back. They begin um, April 15th, so that will be the players that come back, work out in the building. They will not be um, out there on the football field uh, practicing, but they will be doing workouts, and um, the offense and defense um, will we'll each have their own workouts, and, and we'll get to see the players again. That will be cool.
0: April 15th, bad news, tax day. That's right. Good news, players back in players the Players are back. All right, what's next?
1: The next one is where we're going to go with the NFL Draft in Nashville. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to go on that. How do I get on that trip? I don't know. I'll be there. (laughs) April 25th through the 27th. That is about as busy as we are here at VEN covering the NFL Draft. You'll see videos. You'll see highlights. You'll see just about everything about the 7 or 8 or 9 or 10 new Vikings players. It's a fun time to work in this building, and, man, it's an exciting time for the organization. Agreed. Anything else? Last one would be rookie minicamp, and that's when you see those players come out here for the, the first time. F- the following weekend. The yep. following weekend, May 3rd through the 5th. That's always an exciting time. You'll see that first-round pick of the Vikings at, who knows, maybe number 18, maybe maybe we trade. Um, you'll see him in, in the purple for the first time, so that's a cool time. Those are pretty much... Um, The main dates to keep an eye on here as we kind of go through the winter and head into the spring.
0: All right, let's get to our buddy, Cy Amundsen, a big-time Vikings fan, a very successful professional comedian, and an extended family member of the Vikings Entertainment Network. Cy took some time out of his schedule to come to TCO Studios and chat out the 2018 Vikings and look ahead to what is in store for the Vikings in 2019. Okay, so we're going to bring in Cy right now to help. um, This is going to be therapeutic. All right. Because Cy, like, he cares like we care. Yeah. It's, oh, a, it's a bummer how it, much I care. It really <laughs> matters to Cy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was on Cy's podcast uh, before the season started. And, you know, for entertainment value, Cy, um, I probably should go back and listen to that. Yeah. Like, like, to hear the things that we said. And is there a lot of horror?
2: Basically what happens when I bring Wabi on is I, like, just worry. And then he's like, it's going to be okay. And then if any of them don't turn out that way, I just aggressively text him during the season. <laughs> right, right. You said this. I need, Yeah, Sorry. I need a, I need someone to blame throughout the year. There you so, go.
0: like, maybe I should go back and listen to that and just laugh at myself.
2: You know, I have this strict rule about not going back and listening to anything I've ever done yeah, because I, I don't want to hate <laughs> myself. So. Right. I always I'm, I move
0: forward. All right, so um, people can find you on Twitter at Cy Amundson. That's my name. Yeah. Um, if people listening are into Snapchat, they can watch SportsCenter on Snapchat. You can do that. I, I host see you the there. SportsCenter on the Snapchat. Uh, you're a stand-up comedian professionally. Got some, I got
2: some comedy out there. Yeah. You have a website. I do. It's not great. Uh, if you want to find this, I have my last album, Monday night. Just go search that. Don't yeah. spend time on my website. you be so, like, did a gopher from a hundred years ago build this? Right. It doesn't it's a poor <laughs> It might as well have been made on Angel so Fire. You're
0: <laughs> you're like you do a lot of stuff.
2: I do a lot of stuff. And as so, much stuff as people let me. But
0: you dedicate a ton of your time to the Vikes.
2: I would say I dedicate uh Probably a pathetic amount of emotional energy to this right. football team. That's right. awesome. And that's why this that's why I don't feel I'm not I'm not pumped right now. Right. This has been this has been a bummer. Neither are
0: we <laughs> <laughs> Right.
2: Yeah, so, surprise. I walked into the building and everyone was like,
0: What's up, man? I wasn't getting high fives or yeah, anything. Right. Um, I think before we can like move on and yeah. get excited, yeah. you know, we, we have to go through the process of like beating ourselves up, yeah, getting pissed off, Yo, being yeah. sad. Yeah, right? the grief okay. process. Okay, yeah. so a doctor wrote a book about that. <laughs> so you know, the 2018 Vikings, um, they went to Manny's for dinner. Um, you know, we got loaded up in the car and we we went to Manny's and we got to the. Oh, restaurant. it's an analogy for a second. I, like, was, for a second, a, a second, I was like, you second. guys went to a yeah. steak yeah. dinner right. <laughs> after the season, right? And we, um, you know, we ordered our meals. It's a lot of high expectations. Yeah, we got the fillet and like, and so then our food came out, and like Applebee's steaks came out. Yeah, right. That's kind of what happened. You know, I I would
2: say probably the toughest thing for me, the thing I disliked the most about (laughs) this season, and there were a lot of things I liked. But I, I the reason I love sports is uh, it's an escape. You know, I find it funny when people criticize, like you know, whether you're into books or uh, superhero movies or sports, everything is just an escape. So you're like, life's all right. That's all everything is, and so sports have, have always been an escape for you. And the best part of escapes are hope. You know, this sports, you have hope. And this season was so, even though you, it was so devoid of hope, it felt like, as a fan, because it got off to such a strange start, and the, the Packer tie didn't leave. You weren't like, hope. And yeah. the Bills lost. You weren't like, hope. And you never got
1: that. Trying to cling on to something. You never got that yeah.
2: quintessential win yep. against a winning team. And even when you got the two wins against the the lions and uh the, the, the dolphins, dolphins. Yep. as much as you wanted to be like here we go like right. you, you you never had that full-fledged feeling of hope even though i was yeah. i thought there was a chance and i i still believe in the team across the board you just i felt devoid of a larger sense of hope throughout the season
0: yeah, it kind of felt like. How's
2: that for an epic gloom <laughs> statement? To,
0: I spent 17 weeks without hope. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, it felt like we were stealing from the poor when we beat the Dolphins and the Lions. Yeah. What like, was like, the
1: high point? For, for, I, I know what mine was for the high point where I really had the most hope. Oh um, see, and that's
2: the problem. What, like how do you where think. do you
1: go find a high point in the season? And I I
2: think it is Where do you find it though? I, I think it is I know exactly where it is for me. It was leading into the Saints game on Sunday night. The we went on when the defense appeared to have righted the ship and we went on that little three game run, even though they weren't against good teams, we were winning the way we should win. We go into that game. I was I, it was my first game because I, I travel so much. I haven't been to US Bank yet, so I, it was my first game ever at US Bank. We're driving down the field, and probably the high point of hope for me this season was right before the Thielen fumble. Okay. I was like, as we were marching down, yeah, I was like, that's a good, I was like, yep. he's going we're gonna score here. We're gonna, and all of a sudden, this season is just turned in the right direction. Yeah. And I think Sport, Wabi, you and I talked about this last week before the Bears game. I think there are these like. Teams are teams, and they have this entire emotional complex. And, like, seasons can—if you go and you beat that Saints team, as much as it's the exact same players in the exact same mm-hmm. games, it could
0: have been a completely different team. It's the vibe. It, it's what Zim talked about in his post-game press conference, and, and I've said it, and PA has said it, and you just alluded to it, and Zim said it himself. We just, What's the deal? We just didn't have the vibe. Yeah. The same vibe as last year. That's what it was,
2: yeah, and I think yeah. and I part of that has to be expectations for sure. you know it's a for very sure. it was a very different set of expectations walking into this season based off of last season, which makes me super curious about next season because now it's almost like out to a certain degree for some people for i think for the team as a whole, the expectations are probably going to have reverted to a place where we get to play the underdog role again, mm-hmm. which I think. Uh, you know, people in sports often like a lot more. Yeah, but uh, I think for a couple key members,
0: Zim likes that. We know Zim likes. Yeah, I was gonna say that's yeah. his.
2: That's his but, shit, right? But, yeah, yeah, but expectations
0: matter a ton because I'm just gonna use, and no offense to anyone who's in, uh, uh, involved with any of these establishments, but. All right, so if you get served an Applebee's steak. God damn it. My entire family okay. works at Applebee's. Wobby. I, <laughs> so Wait, I love that. You steak. know how much we pay for those steaks <laughs> to serve to you, right. knuckleheads? Right. So you get an Applebee's steak. <laughs> yeah. Okay? A, l- if, a if
2: luxurious you, Applebee's steak for the money. But keep are, going.
0: If you are sitting at Manny's yeah. and they give you that, you're bummed out. But if you're sitting at one of the swivel chairs at McDonald's and, you and get they an a- bring you an Applebee's steak. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, what sort of steak? So th- what right? sort of yeah.
2: steak is the Super Bowl? That's all I want to know. Also, it's the manny's
1: we don't uh, know. the the non-menu manny steak. Right, the manny steak. That's yeah. that's what it is. Right.
0: Okay. It's like it's like the best part of the ribeye, except that's the whole thing. It tastes like bacon. I don't care where I'm <laughs> eating. Just give me one of those. Right, right. Exactly. That's, so anyway. that's how
2: big of a hillbilly I am.
0: Okay. I've, I've, I've been
2: to Manny's once in my life, and yeah. the whole time I felt like everybody was like, this guy shouldn't be there. <laughs> somebody, somebody tell the guy right. over there in the T-shirt that this right. isn't his place.
0: Yeah, you were wearing your pajama bottoms <laughs> yeah. and, and the hooded sweatshirt. Yeah, that's right. my whole life. Right. <laughs> okay, so you were, before Thiel and Fumble of Saints game, high point. That's yeah. my high point. I can't think of what mine was, which tells you a lot. You like, a lot. I'm not Damn. saying there wasn't one. I'm just saying I can't remember there's what not. It was. There's not me.
2: one that sticks out in your brain like, there it was. Really? Like, yeah. last and year it was probably the Rams win, where you're like,
0: oh, oh shit. Yeah. Rams team, win, yeah. This the team is at the goal going. Line when yeah. Anthony Harris picked yeah. that fumble up. So, the where were you? High point? My, this?
1: my high point was the Philadelphia win when Linval yeah. freaking chugged right. into the end zone and, and won we beat that the game defending Super Bowl
2: championship. And that was leading into the Saints game, right? Yeah, so
1: that was, let's see. Well, no, we had Arizona win, and then Jets win after that. But those okay, wins so that was the that was the beginning
2: of the turnaround of
1: the turnaround. Yeah, that was my high point. Only because I remember being in Philadelphia when we got freaking killed there. Yeah, yeah. so it was, it was a little worst. bit of emotional redemption yeah, like for we you. Finally got that win yeah. there. I hate I, I hate Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, hate you're him. you're involved with us, so you have <laughs> to hate them. You're a New Yorker, Ugh. so you have to hate them for that hate reason, him. right?
1: We beat them um, in the 2009 World Series with the Yankees. That's what I got all of them. Okay. There Sweet. It. There you go. <laughs> Other um, than that, they got us on everything. Yeah. So anyway.
2: <laughs> um, what sort of stake is the I- 2009 World Series? <laughs>
0: Like well, if Burger King made a shit steak, uh, like I, no one cares. No, I, but like that for me would have been prime rib because I'm I'm sort of a pinstripes guy. Cool, yeah. I'm I'm sort of a pinstripes guy. That's why we're friends. Oh, no, that's neat. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay so, what a cool origin. Story. Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, you get five minutes. Yeah, uh, with Zim. Spielman and Brzezinski. Good question. Okay. All right. Yeah. You get five minutes. with Five them. minutes with them. If that happened. Yeah. What would you talk about with them?
2: I'd be like, All right, guys. I've been practicing my field goal kicking for quite some time, now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and all let's let's talk about it for a minute, then watch me kick for four minutes. Yeah. Uh, I get, I get five. What a stupid question to ask a dumb <laughs> fan. Like, what have you got? Five minutes. But with But you're the three not a dumb fan. Most. I. What I would say. What my. Oh man, what a ter! Not it's not a dumb question. It's just a terrible question to ask me. I, I, I want to know. I would love. I, I think I have two answers. I think the first one is I would love to get an answer from them that I could take back to our fans because I think there's, there's always fans love the blame game and we saw it all year long. So, the one that I would I would love to ask them, I'd be like, hey, Mike. Would you step-by-step step break down for me Anthony Barr's role on this defense and why you believe him to be important? And then I would just memorize that and tweet the whole thing. because I
1: <laughs> He'd love that, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I
2: would never be allowed back. And I just mean that because I, I think you have, like, the, the couple things that have blown my mind this season, and I know Anthony Barr has had some ups and downs, but the couple of things that I've seen on social media that have blown my mind is the constant hate for him that he's received and because I think people are expecting him because of his athleticism like he should be Lawrence Taylor or he should be Brian Urlacher in the prime of his career and I and I don't think Think that is his his expectation. That I don't think he's playing the exact same role. I think he does a lot of things to make the jobs of a lot of other yes, guys I around agree. him yep. easier. And I like that is a. I'm a basketball. I love football. It's my favorite sport to watch. But I played basketball, so I understand how you can do things. If you are set fantastic screens, you're freeing up skip passes for a guy who's an awesome three point shooter. And if you miss a couple threes, everybody's gonna be like, get side the hell out of here. Right, you
0: know. Right. So. I, I would love the step by. Hey, tell me why he is so important. Okay, so I like that answer because yeah. you, it shows that you care and all that. But would also t- kind of give you an idea of what's going to happen in the off season, right? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. If, if if the answer Zim gives you is, well, he's indispensable, and these are my four favorite coverages, yeah. and I can only run one of them if yeah. I don't have Bar. Yeah, that would kind of tell you Bar is going to hang around, right? Or he might be like, eh, man, well, Eric Wilson, Anthony Barr, I don't know. Yeah, it gives then you, then you'd be like, well, Barr's gone.
2: Yeah, it gives you your answer. And, and so, I'm not I'm not absolving Barr of mistakes this entire season. I yeah. just it's it's the same thing happened after the game where you started seeing. I saw a lot. I was surprised almost by the amount of fans that were calling for Zimmer, and I I, I think. At the end of the day, a head coach is always responsible. You know, you don't get to be a defensive head coach. You have to be a head coach. But I am such a huge fan of his. And maybe I just have a larger memory for the pre-Zimmer world and my entire existence as a Vikings fan. So I appreciate him a little bit more. I mean, we I think two division titles in four years, the last... Twelve before that we won two of them, right? Yeah, right you know? Right. And and another thing that nobody's talking about here is the completely revamped image of the organization. Like I live I, I, I was a Mike Tice fan. Yeah. I, I I just I am one. Yeah, and yeah, him on Barrero was always fantastic. Yeah. Like I would tune into it. Like I was in college, everybody's like, You wanna go party? I was like, ah I'm listening to Tice <laughs> on Barrero. Like, all right, loser. <laughs> right. Uh, but I I you know, I think his just the, the the organization has handled itself, and it's not just him. It's top to bottom: Spielman, Brzezinski, the Wilfs. Everybody's handling their business so well and bringing the right type of guys in. I think that can't be understated. But even take it past that level, uh, you he has built this incredible defense. That it, that is an undeniable statement. The defense is incredible, of course, and. In the NFL, systems play a pretty heavy role, and this team is about to crescendo. Whether you're frustrated with pieces of it or not, whether you think the O-line is good enough, you have questions about the quarterback, we are built to crescendo in the very near current future, right? So if you get rid of your coach who's built this masterful defense, there's no guarantee that the same guys can play the same roles at the same levels for an entire— So it's it's the worst take— Maybe in the history of uh of and I,
1: I'm just, history of takes cold it, takes. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: it's a pretty cold take, but I'm I I'm just uh I'm a pretty huge believer in uh Zim. So I was kinda surprised by that. Yeah. And
1: you look at the numbers on the defense, number one in sacks, number one in red zone defense, number one on third downs, pretty much every category is the Vikings defense was number one or in the top five, mm-hmm. as what? Zim said in his press conference today. So I mean well,
2: no- and I'm, I'm an analytics guy I like analytics I think they're important they fascinate me in baseball I think when you get into other sports they, they get a little bit murkier you know basketball I think they're the toughest because it's a constant movement sport yeah. you know baseball's a one-on-one 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 you get football matchups I, so I always find it interesting you know there are a lot of people on my guy Xavier Rhodes this year and you have to stop and you have to go yeah he might have been thrown at a little bit more this year he might have been a little hobbled this year but the dude is Dude is unbelievable. So you, you can't show me some pro football focus, and I like pro football focus. I like reading it, but you see these numbers like, oh, Anthony Harris, or excuse me, uh, Trey Xavier Rhodes. Right. I'm turning into my grandma right, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Wabsha, Paul Allen, which one are you? Um, you can't show me those numbers, and like, I, there's no part of me. Oh, Xavier Rhodes was the 129th quarter. Right. Get Got out of here. Right. So I, I think. However it works, Xavier's, Xavier had a higher ranking in certain categories last year. They were different this year. The result, to me, was pretty similar on defense. And that's going to happen because teams are going to try to attack you different ways. It's a fluid event of schemes. So, to me, the fact that they could go at you in different ways and still maintain this level of defense says a pretty high...
0: Yeah. I, I love that Zim was able... Whatever whatever happened after the Rams game... like. Was significant because we were the old version of the Vikings defense after that game. Yeah. So, Zim, being whatever he is, sixty some years old and been doing this for thirty years, he's not a crumudgy, like inflexible, mindless guy who's going to do it his way and that's it. Like, because it wasn't working. Yeah. In the first four weeks, and he's like, you know what, we got whatever. We had a plan coming in here, and that ain't working. Yeah. They changed. Now you got to yeah, evolve or die. The, and so he did. So I love that. Right. Well. Oh, yeah. Now, who do you want as the OC? I don't know.
2: Okay. I, so that the before I answer that, that was the thing I was gonna say was uh, is. The other side of that coin is when you have a season here where the three of us are sitting around being like, "What was your best moment?" And we're all like, "Uh, the punt from you uh, know." Like, yeah. I think you do. It is fair to ask questions, and if you don't have like, if you're going into this off season and you don't have a single question about the offensive line or the offensive yeah. scheme or the quarterback, now I don't know the answers to any of those questions because I, if somebody showed me a football film, I'd be like, "Yeah, all right, I'm gonna take off." Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not there to break that down. I will say here's my. I hope, and I'm going to sell you... Speaking of hope, this is what I'm going to pitch you guys. Okay. Because this Here is something that nobody talks about in football. Everybody talks about the leap from an average NFL... And I think maybe I've bullied you with this take before, Wobby. I think <laughs> people love to talk about the leap from an average NFL starter to a superstar. That, that's how... That's fans. That's, that's your big... The Khalil Mack one is a great example. You go from a starter to a superstar, and that is a different team. Reggie White did it for the Packers back in the day. But they're... If you're just talking in terms of that leap, just by the reality of the situation, a leap. So let's say we can all agree that the interior offensive line struggled this year. Mm -hmm. whatever the reason was, the schemes, the performances, whatever it was, the interior offensive line struggled mightily this year and fell at the bottom of rankings for a lot of categories. So if you can take from a regular starter to leap to a superstar, and that brings you this huge momentum that grows your team, if one of your weakest spots on a team that a lot of people believe could be a Super Bowl team is the interior of your offensive line, if you can go from the very low production Mm -hmm. level to, let's say, an average NFL starter level, that, to me, is as big a leap as going from an average starter right. to super, yeah. and it's right. It's the yep. same thing. Right. Right. And so whether it's through new schemes, new players, growth in the offseason of current players, if you can get that interior offensive line to take that step forward, I...
1: Does John Gruden have a superstar offensive lineman on the <laughs> interior that he's <laughs> looking to trade, or
2: what? <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> <No. laughs> he like, what's an offensive lineman? Yeah. Uh,
0: now, uh, no, they, they got Mayock now. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not making any dumb I love
2: <laughs> Mike Mayock, but that's the funniest thing in the history of the world. Two Can
0: you? TV guys. Uh,
2: I love it. Yeah. I, I love every piece of it.
0: Yeah. Going I mean, to Vegas. Yeah, we'll see. how. I mean, it, it's going to be great entertainment. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it is.
2: I can't And there's wait. also a part of me that wants Mayock to succeed, really, really. Yeah. Like, yes. like, I mean, I you can either root for the train wreck, super funny, or you can root for, like, a cocky Gruden and Mayock succeeding oh, against all odds. Love it. Can you imagine? I think Gruden, if Gruden run a Super Bowl, I think he'd Dude. just show
0: up with his shirt off and a cowboy hat onto the <laughs> like, press conference. Like, you it, doubt, Gruden. <laughs> but, like, it would be the worst ever if this was happening in, like, Jacksonville because, like, you don't want to love or hate Jacksonville. Yeah, no, no, you, you just,
2: take one of the most you, historic organizations yes. in
0: the history of professional yes. football and put, put a couple, of,
2: put a couple of big chested loonies yes. in there,
0: and then fly them to you, Vegas. Like, like I you, love you it. You want it to be the Raiders? Sounds like a movie, huh? Yeah. The Cowboys. I love it. Yeah. The Raiders or the Cowboys yep. is where you want this. Well, and you this already, to
2: happen. You could argue that Jerry Jones is John Gruden and Mayock in one. Yeah. so you, you,
0: you, don't, yeah, right. you don't need it. So in I love it. I love the whole thing about what's going on there. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they do. I can't. I can't wait till they play in Vegas I can't wait till they have five first round picks in the next two years oh, God. I can't wait to see what they do with that. Yeah, it's amazing crazy. yeah that's super cool
2: for o coordinator I think you know again i I don't have any idea what I'm talking about i it's <laughs> what a i I would love them to have do a thirty for thirty on the just called Viking's o coordinator uh-huh. starting with norv and ending with stavansky yeah, I would right. love just some behind the scenes yeah. interviews on that okay uh, but well, here's Go ahead. Here's what I say. I I think players, you need two things from an offensive coordinator. You need the players to buy in, and you need the head coach's support. Yes. And it's got to converge at that point. And I think we've seen, with the guys that have left, we've seen those faults. Whereas Shermer was a guy who it seemed like the players really believed in him, and it seemed like Zimmer really had his back and trusted him. So Stefanski, uh, from just... If you just watch body language, Stefanski seems to have a. The players seem to have a positive regard for him. So that's step one for me. If that's. You can never tell, but if that's true, that's step one. So if the other side of it is you have a head coach who if Zim's like, he's my guy, I believe in him, I trust him, let's get up and let's go, then it's, it's an easy decision for me. It's Stefanski. But I will also say I'd be curious to have the gamut of people available run through because I think this staff has been at its best when you have former head coaches on it. And that's probably any staff, but Sperano, former head coach. Shermer, former head coach. Norv was—and as a guy who—Zim, who's so incredible and so focused on building this incredible defense, I think when you have a lot of guys who've been in that leadership role, it just makes a team run at a higher level. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm obsessed with the concept of uh, Hugh Jackson. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's my my only—and I— I was the guy who on my podcast, you want to talk about cold takes, I straight up said in my podcast, I told my guy who I argue with on my podcast, Joe, I go, Joe, you're stupid. The Browns are going to win eight games this year, yeah. and it's because of Hugh Jackson. <laughs> so you were half, almost I, half right. I was almost half right, right, and then the most wrong ever. Right,
0: because they won six, right? So I you almost got there. I think because Hugh
2: and Marvin are like Zim's boys, right? They were together. Well, yeah, they, they were together, together in Cincinnati. Yeah. I think the rule should be if we're going to hire Hugh Jackson, which I'm fine with, but he has to ride on uh, Marvin Lewis's shoulders, mm-hmm. and they have to wear one of those giant trench coats, so they just look like one giant <laughs> <Right>. offensive <laughs> also, coordinator. We, I want both of them. Also,
0: we have to bring in... Chad Ocho Cinco for training camp and be on hard knocks. Come oh, in. Oh, I'm okay. in for all of Okay. Um, I would rather you kick me in the shin every day for a year than let this team on
2: hard knocks. Right. Yeah, right. right. I have, I want nothing to do with hard knocks. Also right. if you the only way you should do hard knocks is if I'm allowed in the building during it. Right. That would be great. I'll I think just you be should a be just sideshow.
0: Right. Right. I think you should be. I you know what though? Uh, Honestly, no one ever looks bad. When they do hard knocks. Well, yeah, it's kind of got to be the deal. You know, no, this the, yeah. the NFL doesn't. No the NFL let, is yeah. amazing.
2: No, but they don't need yeah. extra help. Right. So if like, you're going to let HBO in here, you'd be like, don't make us look like assholes. They'd be like, cut that side guy out who keeps screaming obscenities in the cafeteria.
0: I think it's like reputation recovery mode. Put them on hard knocks. Yeah. Right. Put them on hard knocks. Absolutely. The Hugh and the Lou. Right. The Hugh. Are you concerned about the Bears being. An annual problem.
2: Well, just if you want to dive into the worst set of opinions, even I all season long is like, I don't believe in the Bears. I know, I know. I, and I, I, might have called you ten times and I said know. that. I, I'm at the point now where I'm like, oh, the Eagles are going to kill them. The Bears yeah. will probably be up thirty, like nine zero in the first half of the Super Bowl. Like, Second half, I they'll think, blow it. They're going to blow think, it. I think they're a
0: problem.
1: <laughs> I here's
0: what you I'll think say. They're a problem for yeah. a long time.
2: Yeah. Here's what I will Matt say. Matt
0: Nagy's a problem. He's a well, he's going to be their head coach for a long time. Yeah, that's very true. But
2: Vic Fangio might not be their defensive coordinator for a long time. I, you, are, you, you invested... The, the reason parity exists in the NFL is because the salary cap prohibits you know massive... You, you can't pay massive contracts to multiple guys. So you gave the... And that might be the only way that long-term Gruden could possibly be right. You gave the most money to Khalil Mack. And... At some point, is Trubisky going to want more money? I'm waiting for the organization that does what I thought Harbaugh was going to do. I thought Harbaugh in San Francisco was going to do this thing where he built this great team. Good skill positions, good O-line, good defense, and then just cycled quarterbacks. Grab a young quarterback that's good enough and is mobile, and four years into his quarterback, he's like, draft another guy, draft another guy, draft another guy. And you might have... might. One of those four guys might be dog shit and you might have a rough run. But if three of them are accurate, you have a playoff contending Super Bowl type team 12 out of 16 years. I'm curious which organization is going to take the first run at that, given how the salary cap works. Because if you look at any team, take our favorite team, for example, take the Bears, for example. If you don't have a heavyweight at quarterback and you can dive all that money into every other position. Yeah. Holy cow.
0: It's what Seattle did. It's what Seattle right, did, and what yeah.
2: nobody really recognizes, it's what New England has been doing forever to a certain degree by getting Tom Brady to take yeah. non-massive contracts over and over. So I, I am curious when the rest of their guys, with one contract that's that huge, because it's the largest defensive contract in the history of the NFL, correct? Yes. And the salary cap will grow, but will that contract, if you have one more or two more guys that demand legitimate money, Will it be an issue? Yeah, and, and you know, I I can't judge this Bears team based on what this Vikings team did to them because I I think they should have beaten them. I just think they should have beaten them both times. I mean, you're down thirteen ten, you f- struggle all game. I mean, that we can all agree that was the most disappointing. How first half and change of offense you've seen this team play in a really long time and yet we still drive down and get a touchdown down 13-10. And then in the fluke of all flukes, the best third down defense in the league gives up five of them. You give up three penalties, a couple of which in my opinion were questionable. The
1: penalty was a killer.
2: Dog shit penalty. But you see you like, there's not a part of me that believes this is some dynamite team. They're playing they played a very last place schedule or like a third to last place mm-hmm. schedule. Yep. One of those two. So I I don't know. You, you give it time. I'm not ready to crown them as the, okay. you know, as the future. As the, the permanent kings of the north. I, there's no chance. I will say. Uh, my fear is Josh McDaniels gets hired in Green Bay, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you have a division that has Josh McDaniels, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Nagy, that yeah. defense, and now we're just in the best division in football for four years. Yeah,
0: no, I, I think that um, Josh McDaniels knows what he's doing. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if he if he goes to um, Green Bay, there's significant downside for us to that. Yeah. yeah, you know? yeah okay. Yeah, absolutely. But now you have what happened with Josh in Denver which didn't work out very well. Didn't Remember, go great. Remember, he was the head coach there. He traded up for Tebow. It didn't, yep. didn't go very well. Wait, and are you then, trying to tell me that Tim Tebow didn't work out? Yeah, I know. Shocking. And then you have <laughs> no, the whole thing. I like, like, think you
2: just don't like his views.
0: Like, where he was like, he was the Colts head coach, and then voila, he wasn't. So, like, you have that whole flim-flam. With yeah. So there's also, like, to me, it would be like, you're watching the guy next to you playing poker, you know, like or yeah. blackjack. I guess would be yeah. a better a better way to look at it. And he like he put everything like he's got chips and he just put them all in the middle. And it's like whoa, yeah. I can't wait to see what happens here. Yeah, yeah. Because like it, he might win and he's going to be good for him and bad for me. Yeah. But it also might it might just be, be super super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like McDaniel's there with Rogers, that whole thing.
1: That's gonna yeah. He's the favorite right now to be their head coach. Well, of course,
2: he's. I would say he's the he's the most desirable candidate, and that's the most desirable job.
0: Yes, with the best quarterback, right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I'm very curious um, to see how that unfolds. Last one, and then we're actually going to have you stick around to do fan mail. Love it. Okay. Love it. But my last question for this conversation um, is: Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, the Vikings. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm holding year.
2: out hope. I'm holding out hope. I think, you know, they, I think they could overturn something from the Bears game, get mm-hmm. us in. You know, here, can I tell you a quick story? Mm-hmm. You want to know my first experience with M- Minneapolis media? Because I grew up in Worthington, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get, now K Fan is down there. So we didn't get K Fan down there when I was a kid. So you remember the year that the Cardinals, I, Nate Poole, Oh, yeah. Yeah, the the worst. They knocked us out of the playoffs. In like 17. And and I was, like, invested in that team emotionally. So I was so disappointed, and I was moving to the cities to move in with my sister. And I was driving up, and I turned on the sports radio and For the first time in my life, I heard Dan, the common man, call. Yeah. And he was in the middle of a bit. And I didn't know it was a bit because that's—I mean—that's his thing. That's
0: the beauty about the common man. Yeah, right. His bit was
2: that the league had uncovered something in that game, like some allegations of cheating, that the the Cardinals, you poor thing, the (laughs) Cardinals were going to forfeit the game, and the Vikings were in the playoffs. And I was. I was through the moon right. for all of three this minutes. And then I called a the family things. member and they were like they're like, Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. the common man side. You're a dumb you're, shit. you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, you're the this dumbest. This explains man. a lot
0: of things about you. <laughs> you're dumb yeah. But I saw I'm
2: holding out hope that the Vikes might get in this year. You right. never know. I I can tell you who I want to win.
0: Hold I would on, love let me guess. You would love for the <clears throat> I'm gonna guess you would love for the Chiefs to win incorrect. Okay, I love betting against Andy Reid, although
2: I'm not willing to do it because Alex Smith isn't there before. Who do you want to win? Well, I'll say the NFL had a banner year this year because after how rough last year was, I remember last year, every week, even though the Vikings were winning, I didn't really watch a lot of games and go, that was great. And it felt like the NFL had this revival this year with all these storylines, these great games, these like Mahomes and a reemergence of a lot of superstars across the league. So there's things that I'm super curious to see in the playoffs. I mean, the Foles thing is the most interesting thing in the world. As much as it sucks for us to be out, every piece of me wants to see Foles run it to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl. It's unbelievable. Just there wouldn't, I don't think there will have ever been a situation like that where you're like, okay, we have. A guy, because it takes a while to come back from that injury. I think Carson Wentz is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But after Foles runs you yeah. twice in, what the hell do you do? I, I <laughs> what know. the hell do you do? It's Patrick, crazy. Patrick Mahomes is the most interesting. He's like Steph Curry, to make yeah. a cross-sport comparison. Yeah. Like, he does things that you're like, how does that's not right. Yep. And so you can win in ways that past football people are like, oh, no, I don't right. think so. And you don't got look
1: passes. It's and, crazy.
2: Yeah. And, and as much as I do. Dislike the Saints, you know, having them and the Rams meeting is interesting. But the team that I want to win, as I've turned this into the longest episode of the Wobcast of all time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, it's okay. People love me; they'll stick around. Right? That's also not—that's also not correct. That is one of the biggest uh, lies I've ever told. Well,
0: what we do after a long Wobcast is, at the very end, we say it's amazing that you're still here listening. Thank you for listening. I'm so sorry (laughs) you're still here. (laughs) Anyway, Um, I the Chargers.
2: That's what oh, I was gonna say. That would I'm be great. Saying. The Chargers, and I, for Phillip, an, for I an, n, for a number of reasons, I I love Philip Rivers. I think he has not gotten enough credit for doing what he's done with a consistent lack of supporting cast and a consistent lack of coaching leadership and organizational leadership. And if he wins a Super Bowl. It just changes the entire conversation about his career. Yeah. Because with the statistics he's put up, with the people he's done it with, all of a sudden you have to go, oh, where does Phillip Rivers rank on greatest uh, quarterbacks of all time? It goes, oh, wait a second. He hasn't won one yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, well, now the Eli trade is different. Everything. And it's – so. and I just – I think it's I think it's funny that they play in a, such a small stadium. Oh, I think it's, great. it's I I what love,
1: they're doing is amazing because they don't have a home field advantage. They don't have a
2: home field advantage. And and yeah. and, and, and also I lived in LA long enough to develop a strong disdain for L.A. sports fans. So to have everybody gravitate to the better team and treat the Chargers like... And yeah. they won't have had time to jump on board to have them win while everybody's yeah, Rams a, fans. That would yeah. be so great. But yeah, I, 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 and it's, I, I've always struggled to have a secondary team that I rooted for because I just dislike so many teams because of the Vikings. But I, there is no negativity that has ever crossed me from the Chargers. Yeah. You shout out any other team, I'm like, no.
0: Here's why I hate them. Here's why I hate that yeah, right, team. But yeah. the
2: Chargers doesn't check that box.
0: All I can think about as, as I'm listening to you guys want this, yeah. uh, like the people of San Diego – Oh, God. Like you know on Who your you there? know on your iPhones the emojis the the red faced mad emoji that's just, just how they are like, in real just life. Just put that over the city of San Diego on a map. Like oh, that's yeah. them. that's
2: them forever. Yeah. Hey, if did you if you're a San Diego Chargers fan a fan, lifetime- Lifetime Chargers fan. When they leave for L.A., do you follow them as a fan? Because I, I would have. I would I think I, I would have yeah. had to. Yeah, I would. I always thought that if the worst thing possible happened with uh, the Vikings moving, I was like,
0: I'm going. But they get another team. Yeah. So I'm you lived in them. L.A. Yep. You lived in L.A. Yep. For how long? Too long. Five years. Something so like this, that. So this, you definitely qualify for this. Is there an inferiority complex that San Diegans have with L.A. though? Like, like does San Diego look at L.A. like they're they're trash or bullies. I don't know what some some negative is nice in the. That's, yeah, that's exactly correct. So <laughs> I I'm, know that. So I, I
2: think if anything, it's people in L.A. are like we're in L.A. That's San Diego. I think yeah. anybody who's smart in L.A. or anybody in San Diego is like San Diego is best. Okay, yeah. like it's like it's it's the it's better weather. It's okay. less pollution. So yeah. then
0: I do think that they they would have followed. Their they team. follow them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I so that's that's what I like. I will tell you before the season. No shit. My dad, who knows, he watches football, yep. but he knows nothing. <laughs> he cannot break anything down. Um, he predicted before the season Texans, Bears in the Super Bowl. Jeez, yeah, what a dumb pick so that so I have to I. listen to him talk oh about my every week. Goodness, <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, I want
0: both those teams out just hanging back. I well, no that, more dad. That is the good yeah. news for you, is they both play this week. Yeah, right. right. So they, they, could, they could be dead. Yeah, but. That's looking pretty good right now. Yeah, and, it's and a bummer. Also, you you also were kind of making fun of them early in the season because the Bears blew the Week One game. Yep. and looked embarrassing. Yeah, and the Texans started zero and three. Yeah, well, so that, ten in a row after that. Yeah, they're like, nine in a row or ten in a row. Yeah.
2: What's what's more impressive to you, the Texans zero three to getting in, or the Colts one and five getting in? Yeah, Colts
0: for sure. I, I wrote them off. I watched them in a preseason game. And I can't remember why. If we were getting ready for someone we were playing or something, I'm just like, OMG, the Colts. Like, yeah. bet against them every week, take the under on their season-long <laughs> win total. They start out 1-5, and five, and I'm just like, ha-ha, I told you. You want to talk about a Vikings dream wow. situation. They gave up 15 sacks this
1: year. I know. It's, it's unbelievable. This in the whole year. Quentin Nelson, the be- in my opinion, is the best player in last year's draft. Yeah. Have you ever seen that video of him, like, freaking pummeling somebody? Oh, yeah, yeah. He is on – talk about a guard who's a monster. Yeah, they threw
0: some draft picks at their line, and guess what? It worked. See, but this is what I'm excited about, and I shared this with PA on 9 to Noon today, is people are going to criticize Rick and the Vikings for not addressing the offensive line, which two things about that. One, not really true. I mean, we took Elf line in the third round. We took O'Neal in the second round, and we threw a bunch of money – whether you like it or not, at Reef and Remmers. So, I mean, it's not like we've ignored it. It's just what we've done hasn't worked out great yet. Yeah. But 2013 Vikings defense was the worst defense in team history when you look at yards and points allowed. So Rick was like, we're going to hire Zim to fix this, and I'm going to throw a bunch of draft picks. Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, Trey Waynes, Daniil Hunter. just went on and on and on. We signed Linval Joseph. So, like, Rick was like, Oh, this is terrible. We got to fix this. Well, that that's what he's going to do to the offensive line. So I kind of am curious to see what this is going to look like cuz the last time Rick was like, "Forget everything else, we're going to get the defense better." You know, the last time he did that it worked. Counterpoint to that, and my
2: only question I would say for anybody who's listening is, the Vikings in the first 3 rounds have drafted less linemen. Than any other team in professional football in the last four years. Okay, so I think I think well, and when we signed Reef and Remmers, and and I'm a huge elf line guy. I think you know, coming back from an injury is a tough thing that can't be understated. But I I think there is, like I said before, there's always that question. You yeah. know, you can ask the question. Although I I feel the same way you do. You go like if, if you don't if you don't make a, like some, if we go about it the same way we've gone about it the past few years, you go, okay, there's an issue here. But people also forget that last year the offensive line struggled, Case was mobile, you know, Sperano was still around before that tragedy. So there wasn't maybe the exact same sense of urgency for the O-line, and you didn't know exactly how the O-line mixed with Kirk Cousins' skill set. So I think to do a revisionist history on what we should have done for the O-line leaving into this season isn't maybe exactly fair but on that same regard to take the same approach from the last couple seasons because now it's been a similar rate of pressure for the last three, four years to take that approach into next season. So, yeah, I think if you're a fan, and as I'm a fan, you go, I really, really hope we do that. I really yeah. hope we flop that defensive strategy Absolutely. and throw a yeah. bunch
0: of picks I think at we're guys. going to. That would be my guess. Yeah, But we'll see. Um, fan okay. mail? Yeah, you got time for fan mail? Yep. All right, three questions, fan mail. Let's do it.
1: First one from Brian in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Can I invite the Vikings to my burial when I die? So they can let me down one last time. Wow, Brian is down. Hey, in I the got dumps. a question
2: for Brian. He's Brian down in the dumps. <laughs> Brian at your funeral, will somebody tell that 300-year-old joke?
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure my dad's oh dad's my dad told that for right. the right. first time. Yeah, that's yes, Brian. Around. I know it's rough, Brian. We feel your pain. We feel the pain. All right. Next Do you think one. they
2: have Vikings coffins?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Do they? Oh yeah. I yeah, I don't know if you can get custom coffins. Can Come you?
2: on. I mean, I'm sure you can the get NFL anything. The NFL probably hey, makes money off hey, <laughs> anything that's <laughs> trademark. Have you watched Ozark?
0: I haven't watched Ozark yet. My brother loves it's it. Am- okay. It's
1: amazing. I'll, okay. Jason Bateman kills.
0: Well, it. Well, Jason Bateman and his wife buy the funeral uh, home. Sure. I bet you they would do that for True. you, right? There you they're go. trying to They're trying to launder drug money. So like, no matter what. Like, they'll spend money on anything. They're they're trying to clean their money. So, like, for the Surface tablets, you get the the thing you can put on the back of your Surface tablet that sticks. You get one of those for some coffins. Next one from
1: Mark, at Thag Mark is his Twitter handle. Given that they are stuck with Cousins for another two years, I I wouldn't say stuck with Cousins is the best term. They have to try and make it work with him. Improve the running game by getting some decent alignment, says Mark.
0: Yeah, I agree with Mark. But I don't think we're stuck with Cousins. That's, Dynamite that's, take, Mark. Yeah, right. yeah, like, so, like, <laughs> here we haven't talked about Cousins. <laughs> yep. Like, I don't... Did Cousins play perfectly? No. He wasn't perfect. But, like, when I'm looking I'm at... to drop my stat. What is it? My stat is Cousins became the first
1: quarterback in NFL history to throw for over 4,000 yards. Over 30 tu- or 30 or more touchdowns, he had 30, and over a 70% completion percentage, which was 70.1, right. which is like eighth all time. Right. So he's the only quarterback in the history of the NFL to do that all in one season, uh, which is. I mean, you wouldn't, like... Co- you, counterpoint. I'm about to counterpoint both yeah. you here. This is what you do.
2: Here's, yeah. the, the problem with statistics is they work both ways.
0: Well, you liars can, figure and figures lie, right? yeah, yeah,
2: you can tell me that statistic, and then, you know, uh, at Thag Mark or whatever his name was, uh, <laughs> he can tell me another statistic about how poorly Kirk Cousins played know, in perfect situations. But for my eye test... And just anybody who watched every game like we did, there was something wrong. My, I don't know the answer to that. I'm not an offensive line coach. I don't know where to divvy up the responsibility between the coordinator, the offensive line, and the quarterback. But my opinion is it just wasn't in sync. Given Kirk's abilities, I mean, he can move a little bit, but he is not a mobile guy; he's not a slide in the pocket guy he's his you know as things collapse around him and and anyone who doesn't think that this season wasn't a struggle for him need look no further than him on the sidelines of this last game so I, I think any fan who who wants to uh, be frustrated by the performance, I think there's a ton of validity there yeah but i I think the answer to what he's saying is uh, the question is, give it a season here. Because I, I was a huge Cousins believer getting signed. It was, I think, it, me more than Charch, which Charch is... Charch, he, he was off Charge might as well have married him when he got right. here. Right, um, And because my theory was like, you know, he's been such a divisive player for people, for the public opinion. Some people hate him. Some people love him. Well, you get him here. You put him in a good situation. You're going to get your answer. Well, unfortunately, it turned out, for whatever reason, it wasn't an ideal situation. So you fix the line Issues, you fix the scheme issues, you fix the coordinator issues, you fix the running issues, you fix his issues, you fix whatever the issues are, and you have to put the quarterback in a situation where you can. The beauty of football is you can isolate performances. It's like it's a line block. You have to, what does Zimmer always say? Do your job, fill your gap. You got to do your job. And so when you look at a film, you can go, that guy didn't do his job, and that's why this, this, and this, and this happened. I think we weren't in a position this year. To be able to say this specific spot didn't do its job, which is why this, this, and this happened. I don't think you can say that about Kirk. I don't think you can say that about the line. And I don't think you can say that about the scheme. I think it's too convoluted in between those things. So I think. I think we get our answer next year. I think it's going to be a good answer. I think that guy that everybody forgets existed before he started getting smashed every 10 seconds that we had in the Packers game, the second half of the Packers yeah. game, yep. where he'd hang in there. and cu- There was this telling moment in Sunday's game against the Bears. You guys, I don't know if you rewatched the game on TV. Well, I was hiding underneath the counter <laughs> okay. in the radio booth. Yeah. <laughs> when, when it was Cousins got hit on a throw, but he closed his eyes before the pressure got there from the side, yeah, the slow, not yep. from the front. No, and I kept watching it as they kept showing it, and I was like, oh, that's a guy who's been hit so many times. That's not the guy who is ready to take a hit in the Packers game. So whatever it takes to put us in a situation, I'm a big fan of – if you want to criticize a player or you want to criticize a performance, make sure that you can pin it down. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go after, I'm a basketball guy, Andrew Wiggins, show me why what you're frustrated with truly is I, a deficiency I could, of his. I could go off on that. Yeah, you can, but we that's, we'll do an, another podcast <laughs> right? It's called the Wiggins Argument Podcast. I but I, same same thing with Kirk. You uh, let's everybody's frustrated, and I think everybody has a right to be right. But let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with some elevation of the things
0: we're concerned about. Fairly stated.
1: Laura Moser, 2018, is in the books, but unfortunately it was disappointing. There were bright spots. However, I'm not a believer that all our problems were were Kirk Cousins. Um, Please tell me where do the Vikings begin fixing our offensive line? Cousins Mm. needs better protection. With more time in the pocket right now, he has a minimum to get the ball out of his hands in about three seconds. So what are we looking for here Raw talent at the offensive line or a, I have veteran, an idea. Or, a, or a veteran talent?
2: I have an idea. Answer the questions before they get asked, which <laughs> right. is basically... Which right. right.
1: right. is exactly what we just did. Right. But, but how but about go, the last, go, part? I, the last go, part? The part last is you, part about raw talent or veterans, we all know that getting an offensive lineman in free agency is tough to do. You have to overpay yeah. normally
0: for, for the position, or you have to, I mean... Hold on. Let me, I want to start with this idea. I think it's easier in the draft. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, probably. But like. And cheaper. Would you think about
2: moving Reef inside? Has he played ta- guard in his entire career? No, he's been a left tackle or a right
1: tackle. He was a right tackle with Detroit. He put on the right tackle. Because side.
2: by all uh, my understanding, Brian O'Neill had himself a pretty good year. Pretty good. Yep. yep.
1: And I give Wabi credit on this because he said it from the beginning. He was thought to be this, like, project-type player who had to put on all this weight and wasn't ready to be an NFL player. Put him and in there. He, we threw him in there, what, in the Green Bay game yeah, earlier? put him in. in, the in. He's and, the, he, yeah. and he did it, and he proved that he is – He I, I, said, I, was, I saw him out there the other day, and I said to Mike Huris, one of our producers, I was like, he could be a left tackle someday. Okay, he puts that's on what I'm saying. That, like, I really do believe that. What do we well, need isn't to
2: idea? Wasn't that the idea?
1: I think that was the idea. I, I don't mean, know. But Obviously, we started But I, I, right The whole
2: line
0: has been such an issue. Let's not mess with something that works. <laughs> be yeah, like, right, what if right. we made Elfline a fullback? <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying, would you consider moving Reef inside? No. Um, I wouldn't, but I don't know what I'm talking about. Would I?
2: <laughs> if, 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 if somebody was dumb enough to let me be in charge... <laughs> what i would do and i'm not kidding you i would with the exception of a reach you don't want to take a guy that's the 40th prospect right, at the at 20th 18. pick right, you know? yeah so what i would do is i am literally you're going to see me take at least two guards in the first three rounds you're going to see me go out and sign at least one stud guard and you're going to see me sign at least one other serviceable guard I'm bringing four, and I, I, I'm wrong. I don't know what I'm. Ta- I don't understand salary caps. I don't understand anything. But I am going ape shit on trying to fix the interior <laughs> right. of this line. I'm go- I- Reef had an injury issue this year, and the year before, Reef was pretty all right. Very good, yeah. Yep, and so I, to me, I don't want to start with that. I want to do everything I can. And by the way, if the answer is Nick Easton comes back or all of a sudden Mike Remmers has a better year, so I don't give a shit what the answer is. I'm rooting for those guys. They're on our team. They wear our colors. But whatever it takes to take those two spots and elevate them, I'm throwing everything everything I can at it because I am a believer that Kirk Cousins is a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl. That we have the best wide receiver duo in the league. That Dalvin Cook is going to be so scary good after he's completely healthy Healthy, for this entire offseason going into next year. That the defense... The sneaky thing that nobody mentioned this year... Nobody, is that as the defense dealt with injuries, Anthony Barr is an important part of this defense. He went down, defense survived. I thought if Xavier Rhodes ever went out, we might as well just take the defense and throw it in a river. That's my how high of an opinion I have of Xavier Rhodes. Holton Hill played great. Yeah. You know, these guys, the defense the defense can survive. It's It's so incredible. So just pour everything you have into the interior of that line. Go for broke. Treat it like... I don't know, you, I I I'm, I'm, I'm turning this into like a an offensive guard Ted talk here. right? But that would that's that's just what I would do. I right. would rather than picking one of the two raw yeah. talent versus veterans with the way with the way the um the, the league works and non-guaranteed contracts and things like that, I you know, I would just put as much manpower into it as and the best man wins. Mass
0: kicks ass. Get yeah. big mean angry guys. Yeah. Uh, who can who can win street fights and bar fights. Let's just get us For, some truck drivers forget and some construction foremen. Forget about foreman, 10 offensive the, linemen. Their yeah. arm length and hand size and 40, 10-yard split times. Forget about that. Yeah. Get a bunch of guys that you don't want to see in a bar fight. Yeah. What about the mountain? I, should we bring him in? Whatever. I think he should be a goalie. <laughs> yeah. Guys who
2: can play football. Just get I guys think should who be a can goal. play football. He could be a goalie. Big,
0: just put someone huge in net. Like, like who will just basically cover up the opening? We had the Game of Thrones guy come to our uh,
1: facility. What was that? Two years ago now. Yeah. When he blew, he did the galhorn for the game. Yeah. yeah. He looked He's like man. literally like the biggest man I've ever seen. I have a picture of him. I look like I'm like five foot one. Right.
0: They do call him the mountain. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um. At Cy Amundsen on Twitter. At Where, Cy where else do you Twitter. want people to check you out? Like what's um, what's coming up? I have a I have a sports
2: podcast called the Cy Amundsen Show, which I've been on. It's uh it's pretty dumb. It's where this is like <laughs> hey let's talk. football for us it's we just make jokes Mm -hmm. and take very few things seriously about sports so if you it's on itunes uh maybe start next week. We were without a key piece this week. We were okay. missing our Xavier Rhodes this week, Tom okay. Schreier. Right. Um and then I'll uh, I think I should be at Acme Valentine's Day week this oh, year. That's really? my that's my week in at in Minneapolis doing stand up this Good year. For you. Nice. Thanks for your time, man. We appreciate it. All right. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go spend that 5 minutes that you promised me with Zimmer and Brzezinski. Yep, and let's go. <laughs> I'll
0: walk you up there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See you dude. Thanks. All right, man, Cy's a lot of fun, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Like
1: I said, yeah. he, he gave us some laughs, and uh, we had to cut a little parts out. <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. <laughs> he is uh, about as funny as it gets, that's for sure.
0: No joke, Cy is very successful. So he's worth a follow on Twitter, at Cy Amundson. Check out his website, listen to his podcast, and uh, and head to Acme Comedy Club because he performs there if you're local. And you, uh, you can get downtown Minneapolis to the Acme Comedy Club. Look up and see when he is performing because he's very good. All right, man. That's going to do it for this edition of the Wobcast. Our thanks to Cy Amundsen for joining us. Thanks, Chrissy, for doing a great job co hosting and producing as usual. Yep. We will be back next week with another edition of the Wobcast, recapping Wildcard Weekend, talking about what's up with the Vikings offensive coordinator search, and maybe bidding my, uh, my farewell because I'm heading to Vegas after that. So wow. who knows what will happen there. Yeah, I want to hear stories from that. Right. And, um, and uh, that's <laughs> you know, only hopefully, a few. hopefully, there'll be another Wobcast <laughs> after that. Um, all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this extended edition of the Wobcast. Oh, Hope you yeah. have a good rest of your week. Skull Vikings talking to you.